Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so happy to welcome Emma to the podcast today. Hi, Emma. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm glad you're here. What is your question for me today? My question is, how do I navigate conversations with my stepdaughter around the topic of modesty when her mom has a different perspective than mine and I want to be respectful of that? Okay. How are you defining modesty? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think of modesty in a broad concept of how we act and behave. I think that the specific example that has come up, maybe the unit that her mom has focused on is specifically how she dresses and the clothing she chooses and what her appearance looks like. I think it's much broader than that. um, But the topics that have come up so far have been specific to appearance. Okay, gotcha. So more like dress code. Yes, like family dress code. code. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what are what are your differences? Like what how do you see it versus how does mom see it? Yeah, and I think to be fair to her, we haven't had 80 in-depth conversations. So some of this is the brief parts that we talked about, and some of it is my assumptions. So okay. just to be fair to her. Yeah. Um, you know, I think my perspective is that you should wear attire that's appropriate to the activity. Don't wear a snowsuit to the pool. If you're going to go swimming, that would probably make it difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, wear clothes that you physically feel comfortable in and wear things that reflect who you are as a person. Um, you know, and we have some more specific guidelines in our house, but that's kind of the broad philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that her mom feels much more comfortable. I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ. And I mm-hmm. think that And so is her mom. And I think that she feels much more comfortable with maybe the more black and white dress code rules that Mm -hmm. we had when we were younger. Okay. Um, And so whether that's out of comfort, whether that's a firm belief of hers, I'm not sure, but, um, you know, feels much more strict on if you raise your hands and even this much of your stomach shows, you need to have a, you know, a shirt underneath or, you know, things like that, that I feel are maybe a little bit overkill. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't want to downplay her mom's rules or disrespect those. Those are the rules when she's over at her house. But when she's over at our house, the rules are different. And yeah, you know, want to manage that for her specifically. It's less about me or her mom, but more about her and making sure that that's an easy space for her to navigate. Gotcha. Okay. And so how has this come up in your in your family life? And that's one question. The second is how is her dad involved? Yeah. So I think the to your first question, that's come up more recently as, so she spends ha- a week with us and then a week with her mom. Um, and school started recently mm-hmm. and we bought clothes over here. They bought clothes at their house. Um, she happened to be with her mom for the first day of school, but wanted to wear some of the clothes that we had purchased. And I said, that's totally fine. So she took them over to her mom's house. And the first morning of school, her mom texts us and says, this is not modest. This is not appropriate you know, now I feel like I'm battling different family values. And, you know, we responded and said, Oh, we like, you know, we weren't aware, um, tried to have a conversation about it later that day. Um, so I think those are the kind of things that have come up. She tried to wear, I think that same 
clothing a week later over at that house and was told, mm-hmm. no, you can't wear that here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she brought it over here and has worn it to school here since then. Yeah. Um, so those are the kind of things that have come up. As far as dad goes, I mean, our daughter's getting older. And so mm-hmm. she just doesn't want any men having any opinion about her clothing. So he kind of right. stays out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he talks with me and we have conversations about it, he and I. But as yeah. far as day-to-day interactions with her, he's like, your body, your choice. He just kind of steers clear of that. Good. Okay. So it it's okay to have different rules at different houses. I mean, I think... That's totally fine. Yeah. You know, at our house, this is the dress code. At your mom's, you need to respect their dress code. And and I think that it's that that's fine. There's going to be a lot of other areas where there will be differences. You might have different curfews, different dating rules, different cleanliness rules, like you have to clean your house, your room every day versus once a week. Sure. Right. So there's going to be a lot of differences. So is is uh, her mom wanting you to reinforce her rules at your house? Is that where the problem is happening? Yeah, I think so. You know, his, and I think that's more thematic, not about this specific issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in the past, I think the benefit would be if we all agreed and we're on the same page, then sure, the rules can be the same at both houses. And that's great consistency for the kids. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we don't agree. And some of those things are not big things. So I'm like, oh, we can bend on that one. That's not a big deal. Like we'll change that for the sake of consistency. Yeah. Um, But there are some things that we just fundamentally disagree about. And in those ones, I don't want to, you know, personally, I mean, we have my husband, I also have kids in our own marriage Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want conflicting views among our house, right. That these rules apply because that's what your mom says, even though I really disagree with that Mm -hmm. and, you know, have within our house have two different sets of rules. Um, so that has been, I think we've been pushing into that more. Um, my husband's ex-wife got remarried earlier than we did. And so I think she was kind of used to having her established rules, what, what she thought was appropriate. And my husband would self-proclaim that he's a people pleaser. And so I think for a lot of that, he would just say, that's fine. I'm happy to do that. Sometimes he agreed. Sometimes he didn't agree. Um, And I think as both families, you know, new families have been more established. There's more rules and structure and, you know, that being more established in both homes. And so we're starting to Mm -hmm. see some divergence there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's perfectly okay. So what I suggest is that you and your husband sit down with her and and she's remarried. Mm-hmm. She is, so yeah. she and her uh, partner and just clarify these are the rules in our house. What are what are your rules? Okay, great. We will encourage the kids to follow your dress code when they're at your house. And and I hope you'll encourage them to, you know, follow ours. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound doable? I don't know what your relationship your relationship is like with um, I think you know, I think we can have that conversation. There's mm-hmm. definitely the relationship to have a conversation. Uh, I don't think that will be received well. I think it will be more you guys are being a little selfish. This needs to be about the kids, and so we need to have a consistent rule. But I think consistency seems synonymous to her with what her rule is. Yeah. Um, and not us coming to a compromise. I mean, we've had that conversation about other topics before. 
And she would just say, this is what I want to do. And we would say, hey, we're happy to sit down and all have a conversation and come to an agreement amongst the four of us if we really want this specific thing to be consistent for the kids. But what we're not going to do is just blanket follow what you want yeah. um, without having a conversation. Um, so I do worry that that's going to come off, you know, that that she's not going to be receptive of that. Mm-hmm. I also think there's a lot of, there will probably, there already has been a lot of like, those aren't the standards we keep in our home, a little bit of judgment that, um, you know, maybe we have looser standards or, you know, whatever that is. And so I think there, there is a lot of just, I think judgment in the way that we do things compared to the way that things are done over there. And you know, I think we try and be because of that, try and be open-minded that she is entitled to her opinion. Both of them over there are entitled to their opinion and we don't have to agree with them. That's okay. There's space for multiple opinions and multiple feelings and that's fine. And we're not upset with them for feeling differently than we do, but it feels like that's not reciprocated. And so that's pretty difficult when, you know, we're trying to have these conversations and sometimes things are said to the kids Mm. about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that I don't want the kids put in the middle of that situation either. And so sometimes we avoid having those conversations because we know it's going to get back to the kids Mm -hmm. and we don't want them to feel put in the middle in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately you can't control what they say to the kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, you just can't control that. (laughs) Yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) Right. You can control you and and your husband not putting the kids in the middle. Yeah. Right. But she's going to say, mom's going to say, stepdad's going to say whatever they're going to say. And so all you can control is what you say and what happens in your home. So if they are judgmental about the the different rules, that's okay. Yeah. Like they don't have You're to right. agree. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. They can judge, they can talk bad about you to, you know, to the kids, they get to, and you get to be who you are and have the rules that you have and the relationships that you have. And the kids have to figure out how to negotiate that. Do you have any, um, like I, I struggle with the balance between consistency and stability for the kids. I'm not from a divorced family, but I imagine and have seen that that's difficult and hard Mm -hmm. to navigate. And so I want to make that as smooth and normal to them as Uh possible. Um, But also do want to have our own ability to set our own rules in our house. And so I kind of, am having a hard time weighing that of when do we, you know, try and maintain consistency across both households for the kids sake versus having our own opinions and thoughts, you know, in a world where we were the only parents, this wouldn't even be an issue, but, you know, trying to recognize how do we balance that and make sure what's the healthy balance for the kids there. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some examples of issues that are currently inconsistent in addition to clothing? I think the the hygiene and bedtime differences, they go to bed a little bit later over there. They don't shower as often over there, you know, and for those ones, like the showering one to me is like a no brainer. I'm like, well, this is a hygiene thing. And your mom is welcome to not have you shower as often. I'm sure she has her reasons. That's totally fine. 
Yeah. But here, this is how often we're going to be showering. Yeah. Um, so that one, you know, is pretty easy. The bedtime one is hard. They fight that a lot and especially hard in the transition when they're used to going to bed later over there. Um, and there seems to be a little less enforcement on, you know, healthy bedtimes, especially when school starts again, you know, has started again and Mm -hmm. they're having to get up earlier. Those are two big ones. Uh, those are the two that jump off the, I mean, there's definitely several, there's a lot of things where we diverge. Oh, what kind of, um, what kind of movies are appropriate for kids at different ages? Mm -hmm. There's some different opinions there at this point for a long time, we kind of went with what she wanted. And now we've kind of had a conversation there's uh, two kids from my husband's previous marriage. So for our stepdaughter, we have a different rule. She's a different age, different stuff applies. And then yeah. our son, different rules apply there. So, but there've been a lot of those. And I do feel like, Phil, I think the thing is nice enough philosophically, we're usually all aligned. I think it's on the implementation of that philosophy where we diverge. Yeah. And so that's been the difficult part is being like, Hey, we all agree with this philosophically and it's okay if we want to implement that philosophy differently. Yeah. You know, at least we agree philosophically, it could be worse. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, but, but I anticipate, you know, as the kids get older, that especially they're heading into teenage years, that that's going to be, there's going to be more autonomy, right. Initiated mm-hmm. by the kids and more opinions on what they can and can't do. And, how they spend their time. And I expect that that will start, you know, start rubbing up against some of the rules easier when they're, you know, five and six and they don't have as many opinions uh, or can't, can't articulate their opinions quite as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's absolutely okay to have different rules at different houses and kids learn how to navigate that. What you could do is sit down and kind of go through the different expectations of the kids and see where you're aligned and see where you're different and see, you know, hey, you know what, we can kind of give on this bedtime thing a little bit. Would you give, you know, kind of negotiate it? So if you can match things up, that would be great. But your your kids will learn how to navigate different relationships because, I mean, that's just a skill, right? Different teachers require different things. Different parents require and sometimes different parents require different things when the parents are are married. Yeah. Right. Oh, for so, sure. My husband and I don't agree on everything. Right. That's for sure. So there's already <laughs> there's already navigating inside the household. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if I think if you want to sit down with them and go through kind of let's see if we can get on the same page with as many things as possible. And then on the things that you can't, it's just going to be, well, at mom's house this and at dad's house this. And that's just how it is. Okay. Yeah. The one thing that matters the most is that they feel loved at each place. Which I think that they do. So yeah. that is, that is, so, it could be victory. worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, there. and it sounds like the schedule is pretty consistent. That's important. So they know, okay, on this day, I'm going here and they can kind of plan for those transitions. Yeah, but I I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job. And these are just normal conversations that need to be had between, you know, former spouses and and their current spouse and just be open to having those conversations and to compromise on things that you're willing to compromise. But, you know, you don't have to take her lead 
on everything. Okay. And she gets to not be happy about it. Yeah. (laughs) That is helpful to hear. I feel like, uh, you know, I like, I I mean, we think we all like people happy with us, right? So of course, um, of course, sometimes it's hard and I'm not, you know, I'm not their birth mom. And so I'm trying to navigate that as well and be respectful of everyone's opinions while still having my own life and my own house and not feeling like it has to be dictated by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And you're married to the birth dad and birth dad has just as much say as the birth mom. And so, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure it out together. Yeah. But you're doing a really good job. Thank you. Yeah. And it's okay to have differences. Yeah, that is uh, that is something I'm comfortable with. Um, I've had to learn that the hard way, but I think <laughs> that uh, you know we all are on a different part of that of that spectrum of feeling comfortable with with differences. So yeah, yeah, but it's part of being in blended families. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to territory. I just want to like clap and say good job, <laughs> good Thank job, you. and keep an open communication with you and your husband about you know so you're consistent at your house like what what the expectations are and the kids yeah. learn okay okay Good. just want to don't want to make sure we're messing them up more than normal so. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're doing really well and i can tell that you really care about them and and their welfare which that's again what matters most yeah for sure well thank you so much i appreciate it you're so welcome emma thank you for being on the podcast today thank you take good care Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye -bye. Hi, friends. Have you ever thought of working with me as your personal coach? Well, I have a couple of openings for women in Utah or virtually all across the globe, and I would love to work with you. I'm a licensed therapist, and I've been specializing in women's emotional health and relationships for nearly 30 years, and I've transitioned to doing personal coaching. I love it, and I'm excited to work with you. I help women making career and life decisions, communication training, moving on after children have moved out of the home or after divorce, finding your passion in life, or creating partnership in your marriage and family. I also work a lot with faith transitions and mixed faith marriages. I'm confident that I can help you create the life you love. I can't wait to work with you. And you can use code 150OFF for $150 off priority coaching with me, go to drjuliehanks.com slash coaching or email hello at drjuliehanks.com for more information. Again, that code is 150, so 150 off, OFF. talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.